0: (laughs) welcome to parent talk podcasts
1: where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze well at least a little easier now here is your host jambief kyle and co-host heather fox
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. Our show it's a great way to expand your village and fill your parental toolbox with as many resources as possible. I'm Genevieve Kyle, I'm your host here on Parent Talk, as well as On Les Parents Pals, which is our new French edition. I'm 42 year old and I'm a mom of two boys Alexandre, who is two and a half, and Nathan, who is almost one. Today, we're talking about naturopathic approach to help focus your high-energy child. So let's go around the table and let's introduce ourselves.
2: Hi, everyone. Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old. I have a son named Hudson. He is just over two years old and a beautiful new baby girl, Madeline.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah Wilkin. And I'm so happy to be here on Parent Talk to hang out with you, moms and dads, and discuss our children. I have two of my own. My oldest son is Ty, he's seven, and my daughter Violet's five. So happy to be raising them in North Vancouver and practicing out of North Shore Wellness Center. So,
0: Sarah, if my child doesn't stop moving, how do I know if it's just because he has a high spirited uh, if I have a high-spirited
1: child or he, if he has
0: uh, ADHD?
1: Well, I really like that question because I do see this a lot. And as we know, we hear about this ADHD a lot. And it is a condition that may be getting over-diagnosed. Also, it's a very serious condition. Um, and that to differentiate between ADHD or just high energy, hyperactive, whatever you want to call it, um, there's quite a process to go through, like a clinical diagnosis evaluation, and there are a number of criteria that need to be met for that diagnosis to be had.
0: So if my child is diagnosed with ADHD, what do I do next?
1: Well, I think the first most important step is to just really... Um, embrace that child is to, I find it so hard on parents. And it's important to understand this is absolutely not um, a discipline thing for your child. It is a behavioral condition. So an imbalance in neurotransmitters or something that is physical or physiological. So just starting there with empathy and embracing that child. Treating ADHD conventionally, uh, does have medicine options. Most of them are amphetamines, like Ritalin, I'm sure we've heard of, Adderall, Concerta. And because ADHD can be very debilitating for kids, social situations, doing poorly in school... With it being untreated, you can see depression and anxiety, or drug abuse, just anything to escape these extremely hyperactive minds. So there are, definitely are the pharmaceutical options if your child really has, um, you know, is faltering in life. However, as a naturopathic doctor, whether there is an ADHD diagnosis or your child is so hyperactive, they're disruptive, they're not getting along with their peers, and Maybe they don't fit the criteria, there are options, natural options for both of that. Whether you're on meds, you can also do the naturopathic way, or if you decide not to go the medication route, or your child is not diagnosed, then there's lots of things that can we can do.
0: If we want to start with natural treatment, what does that involve?
1: Well, we, in a general sense, what we would like to do, firstly, is we want to eliminate or decrease anything that would exacerbate the symptoms. I talked about sort of the parenting or teacher approach. So this is where education is so important. And there are resources out there lots to, you know, I know it's so frustrating. Sit down, sit still, pay attention, focus. Like these parents that have children that are hyperactive or ADHD, how many times have they said those words? to a child that just can't get that, can't get there. So that counseling definitely for the family and the child is a fantastic option. Um, With that, we can look at more physical ways as well. So anything that can stimulate the irritability, that increases inflammation, we want to be able to remove those things as best we can and then restore normal functioning. The goal is to improve concentration time, build self-esteem. This is hard on these kids, and it costs them a lot of energy. So we want to replete their energy and just calm them down. Also, as I mentioned earlier, we want to be able to prevent and be really aware of any other psychiatric diseases that occur, like depression or anxiety. They're different diseases, but they can happen concurrently, and that's a big risk for these guys. Now, now let's get into the specifics. So how do I remove um, things that stimulate these symptoms? Sort of our go-to, which is a big thing, is removing the food sensitivities. So what does that mean? Well, there are certain foods with these extremely sensitive little people that when they're broken down, the proteins can get into their systems and build complexes and You can have a number of foods they're sensitive to, or maybe just that one. And as the complexes build up, our immune system normally, naturally can take care of them. However, in these little guys, their immune system gets so overwhelmed, inflammation ensues, and behavioral problems can arise. Food sensitivities with adults, I commonly see more like GI symptoms, headaches, more fatigue, physical stuff. With children, I find it because the brain is so sensitive that it can be really, uh, really effective on their behavior. So in clinic, what I do for kids, it's a very simple finger prick test. I collect a tiny bit of blood and we test over 120 foods. Another sort of suspect for these behavioral problems is something called candida. It's a natural yeast in our bodies, but if there's an overgrowth of it, It can cause um, the brain to sort of malfunction, I guess, if you will. Foggy thinking, irritability, hyperactivity, irrational, like being irrational. So this same test, I would also test for candida just to rule it out simply. Additionally, we've heard a lot of talk about gluten-free, gluten sensitivity, and I just like to speak to the differences between sort of like food sensitivities, what I just talked about. This is not an exact like allergy, we're just sensitive, as opposed to food intolerances. I'm sure we've heard of celiac disease. This is an actual intolerance. That's a separate blood test you could do with your medical doctor. This protein is very highly correlated with ADHD. So just doing a simple blood test to rule in, rule out that disease can be life-changing for kids and I've seen it. Now, what we also want to do is support the system. So omega-3 fish oils are a really important part of nutrition for all of us, um, particularly in the case with hypersensitivity. Um, these fish oils reduce inflammation in our bodies. Additionally, omega-3 is so important in the cells in our brain and the functioning of our brain cells. For example, like it's recommended to breastfeed and get kids that are breastfed, there's a lot of research out, show that there's less um, incidences of of ADHD. I hesitate saying that because that's not always the case. But um, omega-3 is really high in breast milk, so maybe there's something to do with that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then other common, just on that note, nutrients that have been shown to be deficient in children that are hyperactive or ADHD or magnesium, zinc, and testing for iron deficiency. If they're anemic, that causes a whole whack of behavioral issues, irritability, fatigue, just not able to concentrate. Simple, simple things to start with and try for a good six to 12 months. And again, as a naturopathic doctor, you know, I don't advocate or nor refute use of drugs if you've done a fair shake and your child's debilitated, then just, you know, explore options. But starting here, I've seen such great results. More research has shown that just regular exercise and stress reduction, I have a girlfriend who's a teacher and she just always has her kids running around outside or running in the classroom just to burn off some energy and help them focus after that. And um, there are also nutraceuticals that you can explore. One of our favorites is ginkgo biloba. I'm sure we've heard of that too. And there's um, the component L-theanine, which just helps with sleep. These kids are very, very tired because they have so much energy and have tons of sleep disorders. This will help reduce anxiety, improve concentration potentially. And I had, you know, I had a little guy come in not too long ago and his mom's like, I think it's ADHD. He's two, two years old, the cutest guy. Big smiles, talking. Nonstop, really great personality. And, you know, we did the food sensitivity testing, and he had a number of things come up by, by just decreasing the load of what he's taking in. And by supporting him with these nutrients, I'd say we got him about 60% better, but he also is just a high-spirited, fun kid. And I don't want to go on a tangent about this, but I feel we all know that sugar is a pretty big culprit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. However, within my community, and I'm sure your community, we were really aware of that. Like, I don't see too many kids drinking soda pop. But when I investigate a little bit more, get a food nutritional journal of what exactly are your kids eating. Oh, well, you know, it's just Frosted Flakes once a day. And oh, at birthday parties. Oh, at the play date. Just let's. Do a trial of six months of being really strict and eliminating it. We don't want to be nasty like they can have cake at a birthday, but just be hyper vigilant and see. And just see. And obviously for other nutritional reasons, we like to avoid sugar. Mm-hmm
2: yeah just speaking on that i think a lot of people don't realize even like they think they're giving their child yogurt well there's 10 grams of sugar in a little cup of yogurt all the white pastas and the white breads and things like that the white rice all those are sugar and people think oh they're eating healthy they're just having some rice or pasta or things like that right or could you imagine
1: sorry to cut you off (laughs) or could you imagine going to your naturopathic doctor and having her tell you that your child's eating too much fruit i mean fruit's healthy right but guess what it's Full of sugar and sometimes our bodies don't differentiate, we don't, our body doesn't know, oh thank you for the healthy sugar it's just <laughs> sugar and it goes straight to the brain and then that highs and lows of the blood glucose level um, also additionally like pop, I remember when I was a kid I would drink like a Coca-Cola a day and maybe that explains some stuff but anyways <laughs> um, the point is there's lots of phosphorus in soda pop as well and there's phosphorus in additives and food additives and you know, sweeteners and all that. And phosphorus is also highly indicated um, being highly elevated in kids diagnosed with ADHD. And it also depletes magnesium. And as I mentioned before, magnesium is really important for hyperactive kids because it's calming magnesium before bed. And, and it's shown also research, like I mentioned, there's so much research conducted for ADHD that these kids have a deficiency in magnesium. So avoiding phosphorus, which is hidden, like I said, in all those processed foods, and by taking a magnesium supplement for a while. Mm -hmm. What do you think about those diet pop? The diet pop. Diet Coke, Diet 7-Up. Oh, seven no, up. no, no. It's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are we going oh, to go on a tangent now, I feel. Maybe a no, little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, because <laughs> my just... will be the next talk. <laughs> okay, good. No, it's just
0: because I was in Whistler. Yeah. Out for dinner. And I noticed the kids next to me were having a Diet Coke,
1: right? Oh, and dear. I'm like, children, Diet Coke? I don't know. That's why I'm throwing this at you. You know what? That's interesting because it, aspartame, there's a lot of research on that. And I would just encourage anyone that's sort of hmm, wondering just to Google that. There have been a lot of research um, related to sort of some brain, more like brain or neural neural disorders. So keep it water, you know, I mean. Why would you take the chance, right? Why take the chance, you know? Is it really that good? They probably don't. They'll just get used to water. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to say something important actually related to that food sensitivity stuff. Okay. So a panel comes back and I'm seeing 30 foods. My kids are so picky that this is really hard. And I don't recommend personally. Now, another naturopath might um, disagree, which is fine. But just removing sort of the usual suspects for a while to take the load off and parents you must know that this is, we're doing a 6-12 to 12 month trial and then reintroducing the foods. That's the difference between being intolerant or eating a peanut and it's an emergency situation that's anaphylactic. That child will never eat a peanut again. However, with these food sensitivities, our goal is to reintroduce. So for parents and kids to know that, yes, you'll eat eggs again, but just we're going to do it for a good year. I think that's an important detail.
0: And when you reintroduce, let's say, eggs, do you do it just a teeny little bit at a time?
1: I think it's more when you reintroduce foods. It doesn't have to be a teeny. I want to give that kid an egg and see if we can conjure up stuff, right? So let's say after the 12 months, we start week, you know, the first week, eat eggs. Not just normally. And if, okay, things are okay, the behavior is sort of the same, or maybe there's associated symptoms that haven't returned, then you stick... I don't know, wheat back in. And then, oh boy, now he's bouncing off the walls. Okay, maybe we stay away from wheat for another year. It's a process. It takes some patience, but highly effective clinically, I've seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Heather, um, do you have anybody in your family that has uh, ADHD? Yeah, my niece actually has struggled with it. She got diagnosed when she was
2: quite young and um, she's Teenager now. <laughs> um, so, a little bit more in charge of her health and that sort of thing. And she has on and off used different uh, medications to help support her in that, um, just to help her with concentration and stuff at school because she does have some other learning disabilities. But um, yeah, so she's done different things. She also, um, her dad also has struggled with this his whole life. So, that's a little bit of family history there for that. Um, And then also a friend of mine, um, her little one had more of a food sensitivity. But again, by doing the testing and taking out gluten, his behavior changed tenfold. So definitely worth getting things checked out.
0: Mm -hmm. A friend of mine had a very grumpy child for a while until she started eliminating certain food. And when she did eliminate gluten, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she had the happiest child. So obviously she had a lot of tummy aches and parents didn't know, and that's why she was grumpy, right?
1: So for the first years of her life, she was just this grumpy little thing, right? Yeah, that's, you know, two things are coming up with that. First of all, the gluten, to test for gluten, so simple, easy way to rule out, just like the iron I mentioned. Secondly, with kids, You can have a kid with a severe gluten allergy that has no tummy cramps, no pain. Adults, you're keeling over. That's sort of what's telling us, oh gosh, you know, I feel so much better stomach, no bloating, no gas when I don't eat wheat or gluten. Whereas children, it can be very subtle. Simple test if you're concerned, just rule it all out. Um, If we don't like, is it possible to say not
2: wait until our children are actually struggling and to have like, is it? like, would it be normal to maybe get them tested even prior to, do you know what I mean? Rather than have them struggle for a year and go, I think. Oh, uh, well, you
1: know what the best, you know, the best, um, solutions to any illnesses I've seen have been like my patients knowing like the gut instinct is real. So when a parent is going, eh, you know, it shows up in school age kids too, right? Okay. My child happens to not like to sit in his desk the way other kids do. You know, teachers right now have to be very politically correct of how they talk about children. So it's not as obvious, but you'll start to notice the way your teacher's kind of talking about situations in class. And that's when I would absolutely, Heather, just get right on it. These are simple things. But what about before the teachers are saying?
2: Like, what if you're just dealing with like a preschooler at home, but.
1: But you're noticing symptoms and kind of going,
2: yeah, before it even escalates to that kind of thing. You know, absolutely,
1: totally. Just go in, and let's say, you know, all of these things are negative results, and your kid is just very high energy. Then at least you know, and there's a piece. Treating the parents is just as important as the kid. This is so hard. My, well, I'll give an example of a close friend of mine. Her son's now thirteen, and they waited. And there was a, you know, they had to remove him from school. They tried homeschooling. He, you know, how many times did his dad say, focus, focus. And even though the parents are feeling so guilty and lost and they can't help their child, but they're also so frustrated. And then there's the judgment. Huge. Huge. Parent. Peer pressure, the the judgment. the 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 parenting, the bullying. He didn't fit in. Then he started talking, having suicidal ideations. He's a teenager now, so now we're heavy duty, serious. This is what's, you know, she's anti-medicine, anti-this, anti-that, trying to do this natural stuff, not through me, but she, um, through a different province, but she finally went to see, um, a psychologist to get help in the right direction and to give this child his life, a life back. Did she wait too long? There's so much guilt associated. She did it at the time that was right for her, you know? So, but I'm sure she wished she did it earlier. Mm -hmm. So
0: what you're saying is always follow your gut feeling. Mm 100%. And if you don't feel good about something, you find some funny behavior or change a behavior or again, like behavior different than other people. And I think we have to be careful because everybody starts, comparing a little bit like my child your child and everybody's different but I think you're looking at something like a little bit more on the extreme a little bit more extreme side of things then you should definitely go and
1: yeah. if you want to start
0: a natural route go and ch- go and take an appointment with a naturopathic doctor check things out look at your options.
1: I agree and exactly and here's the thing it's so relative it's just what makes you feel comfortable and you know naturopathic doctors in general we it, you know, our philosophy is do no harm. So you're doing some testing, you're giving healthy stuff, and let's use our body's natural way to heal is, you know, one of our common goals. One thing just came up for me as well, talking about this is we're talking about high spirited, hyperactive, not functioning in school. Oh my gosh, not socializing. Well, what about your child that has ADHD, but it's the inattentive kind So we have three kinds. There's inattentive, there's hyperactive slash impulsive, then there's mixed. Most common diagnosis is mixed. However, that inattentive child, he listens, he fits well in class, there's no problem with his friends, but in his brain, he's not focusing, he's falling behind, he is having an internal battle with self-esteem because he can't do the work, but he's quiet So these are the guys that parents really need to just kind of check in with. What's your problem? Focus. You need to do more extra schoolwork. Hmm. Maybe we can do some more natural ways and just sort of be really attentive and empathetic with these guys. I'll share something personal on that note because, um, anyone that knows me for five minutes knows, yeah, I have a lot of energy (laughs) and, um, a little, I think I've been nicknamed a cartoon character, who knows, (laughs) um, my son who's seven, always calm, quiet, introverted, introverted he has the biggest heart. He's constantly noticing how he can make other people feel better, which is also common with this inattentive thing because you want to make everybody happy so no one notices you or you you just get so hurt if you're if you've upset someone or if you get in trouble, so you want to make sure you're doing everything to avoid those situations, but the amount of internalizing thoughts and feelings that happen that go on inside these kids you know need to be kind of talked about and addressed my, you know my my son i mean this must have been a year ago and he's in when he was in grade 1 starting school kind of burst into tears one day and he's like mommy you know i'm i'm a different boy i'm like what do you mean i'm like i'm i'm weird i'm not like the other kids i'm like i know that cuz i know you're special like I'm saying all the mom stuff and he's like no, I'm really different. And he started crying. He's like I think I need to go back to preschool. My brain doesn't work like the other kids and he's he's average. He's fine. If it was a problem the teachers would have talked to me, but it's his message to himself. Mm-hmm. He's well loved. Oh my gosh. Right? So and his sister is kind of like her mom where she's full of piss and vinegar and like, (laughs) right? So it's just recognizing the individual person and just having those dialogues and man, we're a snuggle family. We snuggle and chat a lot and he's teaching me so much. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? What do we do when that happens? Well, that's a good question. You know, I just talk to him, thank him for sharing I'm like, I make a plan. I put my kids to bed individually at night and we have these conversations. So, Ty, should we have a promise that we're going to talk about our feelings every night because it's really healthy and you're helping me a lot? Thank you. And just as a parent, when you notice how special and wonderful that is, they feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's, you, you know, they are who they are. I am who I am. All we can do is just maintain that unconditional love and that support system. Mm-hmm. Uh, omega-3s, vitamin Bs, sure. But ultimately, it comes down when you're not dealing with a, pro- like a diagnosed disorder, it comes down to that in a big way for, for me and my family. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank
0: you for uh, this wonderful conversation. Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. All right, ladies. Have you ever stuck up for someone when they needed
1: an ally? Oh boy. Um, I think probably a lot. (laughs) Um, I have two older brothers, so I learned to be pretty much kind of defended by them and taking care of them and just throughout with my friendships and especially my children. Yeah, definitely. I would be that person.
0: Definitely myself too. I definitely did that so many times, even with my brother and uh, friends Oh yeah! Or, oh, you know the best one is, you know, when your best friend break up with her boyfriend, and you're still really good friend with the boyfriend. You know, it was a really good guy, and but for me, I always stuck up with my girlfriends. You know, it's like oh, yeah, you know, they're so broken up now. Sorry, but you kind of have to choose <laughs> yeah. a, at that moment. Yeah. Maybe it's just temporary, but for a little bit. And yeah. um, I it's think girl
1: code. Uh, yes. It's girl code.
0: But <laughs> I think it goes a long way to actually
1: by your friend's side. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And family too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who else do you have but your little family?
2: Definitely. Yeah. For me, for sure. Friends growing up. And then, of course I had a little sister. So yes, I definitely stuck up for her. Um, even, and then as a boss standing up for my employees um, when different situations have had to happen. And I know, you know, definitely making sure that they knew I had their back and stuff like that was really important. Mm-hmm a good work environment for them.
1: Yeah. Funny. I feel like that with my patients too. Right. So sometimes, you know, naturopathic medicine is accepted by medical doctors. Sometimes it's not. So just sort of stand up for them mm-hmm. as far as their healthcare goes and be on top of that and work together. Yeah. that. yeah, that's a good example. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So we can find you on our panel of expert at parentalk.ca, but Sarah, where else can we find you?
1: Um, Well, you can just visit the North Shore Wellness website, and there will be a link to my direct website as well. Um, I like to blog from time to time, and um, I'm also available by email, so I'm easy to hunt down. And your email is on our website too, right? Exactly. What's your email? Tell us. S-S-W-U-L-K-A-N at gmail.com. All right, so that
0: concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Sarah, and thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for your time and your contribution into other parents' lives. For our listeners, the conversation continues on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can subscribe to this podcast on our website or on iTunes so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. So remember... There's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents by sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.